This is episode 56 of the History of Podcast. I'm Robert, and today's episode is the history of daylight savings time. I'm glad you're tuning in. And to start, I have the egg carton count. And this week's egg carton count is 73. Uh, 73, that makes 1,164 eggs. We were going to have 74, but unfortunately, that uh, 74th one got thrown in the trash. Well, for us Americans, daylight savings gives us an extra hour of the sun in the morning during winter months. But historically, this hasn't always been the case. You would be amazed by some of the past ideas for time changes and the reasons behind them. A story so good, you'll want to take some time to enjoy it. The concept of daylight savings time starts with Benjamin Franklin in an essay named An Economical Project. Franklin informally proposed to change the time by an hour in the winter in Paris to save on candle expenses, but his idea never changed anything. It's actually a fun-to-read essay where Franklin says there are 183 nights in the six months of the year when it's darker, and about seven hours a night when we burn candles, and about 100,000 people in Paris And why don't we just alter the time a little so we can burn less candles and save 96,075,000 livres tournois worth of candles? It's great for the economy. I guess if you go to bed an hour earlier and wake up an hour sooner after sunrise, you might save an hour's worth of candles. But it beats the point if you're going to burn a candle all night as a little nightlight. I don't know. It's an interesting concept, but I don't think even Franklin took his own idea that seriously. So let's go to North America in 1883, where the US and Canada agreed upon four time zones. Before this, there were 144 local times, which sounds like a lot and just way too complicated, but the differences actually didn't matter because it already took several days to travel across time zones. And if I did my math right, the difference between one time zone and the next would only be 10 minutes. So a day trip for a 10 minute difference is negligible. But when the Transcontinental Railroad was completed in 1869, transportation by this and several other railroads to come after that became more common, creating the need for larger, more defined time zones. Time zones are a good basis for the beginning of changing our time, for which we turn to a man in New Zealand named George Vernon Hudson. Hudson was best known for his work in entomology, or the study of insects, not to be confused with etymology, which is the study of the origin of words. He often ran into the problem of dusk coming a little too early when he was collecting insects, first giving him the idea for a seasonal time change. Hudson focused on studying astronomy later in life, becoming even more aware of the value of daylight. In 1895, he proposed an idea to the New Zealand Royal Society, where the clock would be set back two hours in the summer so people can enjoy the sunrise and have two hours of daylight in the evening, and then reset the clock back to normal in the winter. This sounds like a good idea, but the New England Royal Society argued that changing the name of the hours wouldn't change when people got up in the morning, and they never tried the idea until 32 years later in 1927. That must have taken a lot of convincing because this was after the Thunder Bay time change in Canada in 1908. There were actually two nearby towns that did the change, Fort William and Port Arthur, but we can call it the Thunder Bay time change. 
And that might technically be the first daylight savings time change. And 10 years later, everyone caught on and changed their time for World War I. Remember, New Zealand still hadn't changed yet. Poor George Hudson. While he was still convincing the Royal Society, the rest of the world was changing their time. Germany was the first, starting in 1916. Then came England, France, and the US. Let's talk about the U.S. for a moment, shall we? In 1918, Congress passed the Standard Time Act, which effectively established the time zones we have in the U.S. today. And the Uniform Time Act of 1966 created the Daylight Savings Time we have today, where we set the clock forward an hour in the spring and bring it back an hour in the fall. And I'll read a little quote that pretty much sums up the whole act. And cue the music. During the period commencing at 2 o'clock antimeridian on the last Sunday of April of each year, and ending at 2 o'clock antimeridian on the last Sunday of October of each year, the standard time of each zone shall be advanced one hour. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, the quote you've all waited for. Not much has changed since then, other than those dates have been altered a little bit. States can opt out of daylight savings time, like Arizona and Hawaii. And the Sunshine Protection Act of 2021 proposes to make daylight savings time the new permanent standard time, just like the hours are during daylight savings except all year round. It hasn't been passed, but that's something in the works in Congress. That's been it. Today was a short one. Thank you for your time. And until next time, wow, that was, that was really bad. I'm Robert Lakatosh. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, don't listen to the next episode just yet. I'd appreciate if you could take just 10 seconds to rate or write a review for The History Of. It really does make the episodes better. And if you think you have a friend who might enjoy this podcast, tell them about The History Of, their new favorite podcast, and you might just make their day. I'd like to thank you all for your gracious, loyal support, and until the next one, I'm Robert Lakatosh. Thanks for listening.